Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. Well, some things never change. And Kayla Gordon, you never change. You're always so beautiful. But I have to admit, the glasses are great. Oh, good. A little theatrical. I don't know. Not too over the top, but... Uh, No, never, never. Okay, so a little birdie, or I saw that you are retiring I am retiring from certain positions. I'm not, as as they say in spam a lot, I'm not dead yet. I'm still around. <laughs> I, I still am going to be kicking and screaming and doing whatever I do to do theater, but just not going to be an artistic director, you know, anytime mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, or for the next little while, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's talk about that position and the company and COVID and the pandemic. Theaters shut down. What was that all ex- that whole experience like for you? Well, um, I mean, closing down all theater has been pretty crazy for everybody involved in theater. Uh, for me, it was, you know, it was a time to be cathartic and think, uh, you know, think back on 40 years and at least um, 25 of those as an artistic director, actually more, because I was with Winnipeg Jewish Theater for 11 and then almost 16 with Winnipeg Studio Theater. So it was a time to really think about do I want to continue being an artistic director as well? It kind of put me into that mode, which which comes with a lot of weight. I mean, it comes with the whole fundraising. It comes with, um, you know, making sure that we have grants and money to do all the producing that we do. And I just felt like I'm a little bit, you know, ready for that torch to be taken on by somebody else. Uh, not the directing part of it. I still hope to really come in and do, do theater, maybe for other companies as well. Uh, but I didn't want to have all the um, all the responsibility of planning a season and doing all that kind of fundraising. It just felt like the time was right, and especially because nobody has been able to do live theater in the last little while. We've carried on with our school program, with the Academy, and with my colleague Brenda Gorlick, of course. Uh, we've done everything on Zoom. We did wonderful master classes on Zoom. So we have been quite alive throughout the past year and a half, but just not live theater, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we even produced a musical online with the junior company. So there's been a lot of activity, but it was just time for me to say, okay, step back. You know, I've got four grandchildren now, which kind of puts a different, a different slice on things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm into my photography. I like doing that part of things, which I can talk about later. Uh, but that was just, it just felt like the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, getting back to live theater, where do you see it going? Well, it's starting back up. If our mm-hmm. numbers continue to stay low, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to the Winnipeg Jewish Theater in a week. They're doing mm-hmm. their play in a tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're socially distanced. There's just people are just finding new ways to approach it now while things are still cautious. So there is live theater. I am planning to go to New York uh, with uh, with my colleague Brenda Gorlick in November to see some of the new works that are up there, and everything is opening up there. So 
let's hope, fingers crossed, that um, you know things stay low and now that a lot of us are vaccinated, we'll be able to attend theater again. Inevitably, we will. I mean, it's not going to last forever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like other other plagues and things that have happened in the world. But yeah, time will tell for sure. Well, if you think of like the huge, like you said, musicals and, you know, the big theatrical productions, do you kind of see it, though, moving back to a little bit more scaled down, even when things I think, I think it will start off slowly, but it'll come back. It always mm-hmm. has come back. It's going to come back with new, new creativity. I mean, there's been mm-hmm. so much writing and so many people doing creative things during COVID because that's what we have to do. We have to sit at home. I know that, um, you know, after certain times, like after wars uh, and other things that have plagued the world, uh, it has always come back in a different form. Mm-hmm. Yes, a little bit, but also hopefully in a better form, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully a lot more diversity. I mean, we're looking at that kind of thing happening in the theater world, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So many other doors have been opened. Let's talk about the actors, though. Uh, even locally, how have they fared and what is sort of their mental health state like? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I see on Facebook that sort of keeps me in touch with a lot of them. A lot of them have gone into, not, not a lot, but some have gone into real estate. Some have done more, you know, other kinds of activities that are more um, individual, crafts, writing, all of those kinds of things. Um, people have found ways to stay creative for sure. Um, a lot of online stuff. I mean, the, the the level of the technical aspects of online stuff is huge. I mean, people have really learned to do video online, um, plays online, readings online, and all kinds of other things that you do because as artists, we need to create. And if we're, like I know with me, if I'm not creating or doing something, I'll, I, I would get depressed. Like I, I have to find an outlet. I mean, luckily I had my photography, so it took me out into the world of, you know, I did a whole a whole book on the on the um, um, murals in the city, which just kind of happened. And uh, it was just something to keep me doing some sort of storytelling creativity while we couldn't do anything, especially when we couldn't even go out, you know, when we were really locked down. That was hard. So I know a lot of actors particularly have had a tough time, producers, um, but I, I am hoping that most of them have found their way through this and will mm-hmm. continue on. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't because of COVID that I'm stopping producing. I just, you, you get to a certain age where you've done it for a long time and you just feel it's time to pass the torch on to somebody fresh. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. Um, yeah, and, and I think I think that's for me personally, what it wasn't COVID. That helped maybe the timing, it might've mm-hmm. put it off for another year or whatever, but, uh, but really I, I think I was heading that way anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess now if you look back at your big and glorious career. I mean, like you said, the, the Winnipeg Jewish Theater and then uh, Winnipeg Studio Theater. Favorite moments for Kayla Gordon? Oh boy, um, that's tough. Um, I probably, I mean, my, my biggest my biggest thrill of theater is putting people in a room and creating and, and people finding new relationships. And, and, and you do that in the theater rehearsal hall, especially. I mean, I can't tell you the number of couples, we call them showmances, that have come out of some of my productions that I've done, people who are now married and have children. Um, I have students that I taught at West Caldona Collegiate and at UW that still continue to have a relationship with me. I watch them have children now, like that. that's, that's thrilling to see them grow and blossom. And because of theater in many ways have a new confidence about themselves, I've seen, I've seen that a lot. Um, I've seen a lot more 
kids uh, that we've taught, either whether I taught them at University of Winnipeg in the theater department or they were in our productions at Studio Theater. I've seen a lot of them go on to Broadway, which, mm-hmm. you know, 20 yes. years ago, there might have been two or three. Now we've had at least 15 to 20 that have either been in off-Broadway shows or are working regionally across the country. A couple of the guys I know uh, that were in Ultra Boys are now creating songs and, and CDs. I mean, that, that, that gives me a lot, of, you know, a lot of pleasure just to see the kind of um, activity that has come out of a lot of these kids that I've touched or that I've worked with. That's probably my most thrilling. I mean, there's little things along the way, like um, we, got a, we got a Governor General's Award for a project that we did, a cross-cultural playwright exchange that we did with Indigenous kids up in Norway House and Winnipeg City kids at West Kelowna Collegiate. That was a beautiful moment. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's lots when we, when we went from doing fringe shows to jumped to the warehouse theater and did spring awakening, mm-hmm. which was a huge success and, um, Avenue Q, which was the first production I've ever done that actually paid for itself. Even with all the fundraising, the ticket sales alone paid for the whole budget, which was a lot. Uh, so that was, that was pretty thrilling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I can I can tell you a moment when I was producing a show with Winnipeg Jewish Theater and a little old lady got up in the middle of the show and the performers stopped the show and turned to her because you know Prairie Theater Exchange has those bombs going and he stopped and he turned to her and he said can I help you would you like some help and he actually went up and walked with her to the VOM and let her go and said pointed her on the way and then she came back later he stopped the show again and brought her back to her seat and the audience just went oh like it's those moments where you're sharing they're sharing a moment in time with an audience that is just so joyful and special so i have lots of those i mean i could probably write a book on on those moments where things happen and the unexpected happens in the theater right so yeah that's that's well you should that should be your next project along with the photography so i'm not a writer i'm not the photography (laughs) thing is something else I'm, i'm certainly not a writer i did try playwriting once and I bow my hands to any playwright because it is certainly the hardest part of this whole business. If you don't have a good a good writer and a good play, you don't have a good product, right? <laughs> so I thought, okay, what what could be so hard? And I once wrote a play about um, it, it was a funny. It was it was just about like my my friends and girlfriends commenting on them, and it was like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> so I don't think I'm ever going to be a writer. I'm not trying that. But uh, yeah. Oh, anyway. oh my goodness. So you said that you still want to direct, you want to produce. Um, is there anything that you haven't done that you want to do now that you're going to have a bit of more free time? There's a couple shows that I'm kind of eyeing to see if they, the rights ever come up. I'm not going to mention the names, but at this point, um, there's a couple that I would love to get my teeth into. Either I would convince whoever the new artistic director is at Winnipeg Studio Theatre to produce it or maybe go to one of the other local theatres. Um, I'm open to directing. I've done a fair bit of directing outside of the city, mm-hmm. like I did a, a few shows in, in, the, in the States and in Toronto. I would, I would consider, you know, if, if someone would have me, I would love to, I would love to be there to direct a specific play. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing else really that's jumping at the bit at the moment, but I know, I know there will be things that, that will come up. And I also have done so much um, work with local fundraisers and charities I mean different mm-hmm. events and flash mobs and things like that that I like to do and like to work with the community so there hopefully will be some of that still down the pipes yeah mm-hmm. well 
Now that everybody knows that Kayla Gordon is free, I'm sure oh, you're gonna yeah. your phone is going to be ringing off the hook. But oh, that's uh, <laughs> funny. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. But yeah. in all of this, I guess, what would you like all the people that you touched and taught? Words of wisdom. I don't know if it's wisdom or just words from Kayla Gordon. What would you say? Oh, another good question. Um, I guess. I mean, coming up through a period of time where there were not a lot of female, there were there was only one other artistic director going through my period of time. Um, I would say what I've done, my mantra, has never been to wait for somebody else to give me a job. If I really wanted to do something and I was biting, you know, like itching to do a project, I always found a way. So I would say doors can always be open if you try. So I guess my motto is, you know, you never you never know until you try, right? Mm -hmm. The worst they can do is say no, or you'll get a door slammed in your face, right? So um, have the perseverance to to carry on on your own. Um, someone once said, "Don't look sideways," especially an actor. Don't look sideways. In fact, it was Sam Hill, who who was a Winnipeg actress who was uh, in Phantom of the Opera. You know Samantha mm -hmm. Hill. Uh, she played Christine. She's one of our one of our studio theater girls. She was in Spring Awakening. Um, she said somebody told her not to look sideways, to not compare yourself with others, to be bold enough to feel confident about yourself and go forward and do what you really, really are striving to do. And I guess I would say that to, to anybody starting out in the business. If you're driven, now you have to be driven because it's not an easy business. Um, I, you know, I would never encourage somebody who wasn't completely you know, wanting to do this because the competition out there is far more than it used to be. There's a lot, lot of talent out in the world. But if you really want it and you've got the drive, you will find a way to create and, and, and be creative. So, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Oh. Words of yeah, wisdom. And keep, and keep passing the torch to other yes. younger and, and, you know, other willing emerging artists that are coming through the pipes, too. Mm -hmm. And you are the perfect example. So Winnipeg thanks you. The Thank theater you. world thanks you. And we know that we are going to see you somewhere again. So and thank I've you always, so much. my last thing I want to say is I've always been really like, I, I, I know um, Nia Verdalis was someone that comes to mind. She sat beside me at Rainbow Stage and she wanted to go off and do comedy. And it took her a long time, but she finally made it with my mother's lesbian. Sorry, with um, uh, <laughs> my big fat uh, Greek wedding, my big fat Greek wedding, right? Similar <laughs> to the play we did. And I remember being kind of jealous about that, that she went off to Toronto and she finally made it right. She's mm -hmm. done very, very well. And I stayed in Winnipeg. I I found out it was the production of Kismet, which means fate. I found out that summer that I was pregnant with my daughter. This is 1985. I'm really aging myself. Anyway, um, I stayed in Winnipeg. I have worked away here and there, but I have always made Winnipeg my home, and I am so glad that I did. I will never look back. Like, I'm really happy that I've had my career here and the people that I know in this community. It's been great. Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I guess I'd like to leave it. Yeah. Oh, well, we love you. Thank you for staying and uh, enjoy enjoy your free time thank you i'm sure our paths will cross oh at some i'm point. sure i'm sure I, the I, next, hope so. I i want to be part of that next adventure you know how okay. to get you know how to get a hold of me come on a photo trip <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> take care thank you oh thank you For listening. This has been a production of ilikehugh.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? 
We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.